0: Welcome everyone to Galactic Ambition, a Star Wars Unlimited podcast, part of the Main Deck Podcast family. I'm Dan, and I'm
1: Jason. And I did not get the memo we were wearing solid colors today.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I should have. I should have probably said that to I you. Thought we yeah. would color
1: coordinate for our very first episode, but I guess you know maybe next time. Maybe we can figure that out as we go.
0: Well, maybe maybe we're like you've got a blue. Sure, a blue shirt, some kind for like a blue lightsaber. So like Ray had a blue lightsaber, but now at the end she has a yellow lightsaber, right? Which is like, and I've got a yellow on. So, you know, maybe, maybe we're just kind of like, we're doing like a Ray thing.
1: Okay. I I think, I think I could get behind that. I mean, this comes off as blue, huh? It's black. Maybe it's like that whole dress. Remember that dress thing? (laughs) Is it yellow or is it gold or whatever? I mean, come on. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's something like that, but yeah. This is going to be really exciting. I'm glad to kind of talk about this exciting game and just kind of talk with a very good friend of mine about something we're both very passionate about.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm excited too and in you know in particular we we actually debated for a little bit about like what to cover in our first episode because this is kind of like Jason, you've been part of the Main Deck podcast before for some some previous episodes. Um the the big one I remember is coming on to cover our Pokemon end of year uh, podcast episode last year, which is a lot of fun. Last December, I was putting out a like a million podcast episodes. And then at the end of the December, and where we just covered like every, every TCG. So you joined for that one. You were very helpful on that one. Um, and then I remember saying at the end, I was like, oh man, I do not want to put out like seven podcasts a month again. And uh, now this December, guess what? I'm putting out like seven podcasts or more. <laughs> yeah, podcasts. So. yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, time time is a flat circle, so I mean,
0: yeah, you know. Um, so that's really that's really fun. It's fun to fun to have you back in for something here. Um, but yeah, so for, so for the people who are just joining us for the first time, so we have, uh, you know, we've in main deck, we've covered TCGs in various ways, including podcasts for years now. Um, but we just separated the, the main, get the main deck podcast into the main deck podcast family. So we're now covering very specific TCGs and this of course, so you've clicked on because this is the star Wars unlimited one. And presumably you're someone who's interested in star Wars unlimited. Um, so like I was saying, we went back and forth talking about like, okay, well, on the first episode of the Star Wars Unlimited one, what, what exactly do we even talk about? On this one, like, how do you just how do you just jump in? Like, Jason, you and I have been covered. We've been like watching Stars Limited. I've been producing some content, not not super regularly, but some pretty some pretty decent ones, like the big ultimate how to play and everything. Um, and you were at Gen Con with me. And how many yeah. times did you demo Stars Wars Unlimited while you were there? Uh, I played it nine times. OK, and I made it a point to
1: get back in line and play again multiple times to the point where everybody was like, you could do something else. And I'm like, I could or I could just do this again. <laughs> you know, and it was, it was a ton of fun. And if I could have done it nine more times without, you know, being there the whole time, I definitely would have played some more for sure. It was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it was, it was uh, definitely like one of the highlights of Gen Con um, for us was getting to just finally play the game after, you know, pouring over everything that had been released for the, you know, the the previous weeks, like kind of building up to it. Um, So for this first episode, just as people who like, are very familiar with the game have done some coverage but are not like one of the you know the regular podcasts who are on already they're on episode like 52 already like putting out putting out podcasts every other day or something um feel like a lot of stuff had been like kind of a lot of stuff been talked about so far so uh why don't you tell jason why don't you tell our audience what we kind of settled on to talk about when we get to our sort of main topic today
1: So today, I think we decided to focus on the marketing aspect of the game. I think it's something that I really haven't seen a bunch of people talk about, and something that's going to be really important, I think, for the longevity of the game, and I'm sure you agree.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. Marketing is, it's one of those things where, the, the weird thing about marketing and TCGs is that I think a lot of people have a lot of very strong opinions about exactly what should be done, and the the interesting truth about TCG marketing is that the most powerful marketing tool in my understanding experience, et cetera, is word of mouth. Um, so that's not to say though, that's not to say that there's nothing that should be done because you have to get those words into someone's mouth in the first place. Right. But then it's uh, but then it's up to them to kind of get their friends into the game and everything. So I think it'll be an interesting conversation about like what, what Fantasy Flight Games has done so far? Um, what's worked? Um, maybe what hasn't? I'm not sure what, you know, I'm, which is kind of like that kind of stuff of that. And then kind of what what do we think needs to be doing, needs to be happening in the future to um, really, because like we're talking, we're talking Star Wars. Unlimited. We're talking one of the most powerful IP fandoms on the planet. Like you just like Star Wars is it's to the point where, it's an it's a fandom or an IP that other IPs get compared to. It's like, well, you know, that's popular, but it's not like it's Star Wars or anything. Like literally something that people just say, right? And at the point when your game is literally like effectively the textbook definition of a popular IP, you know, you have to think there's a lot of potential there. So, it'll be interesting to talk about I think how FFG is going to maybe best fulfill that potential that's out there for um, a card game that, as we said, we've really, really enjoyed so far. Yeah. Um, before we get there, let's talk a little bit. Let's just chat a little bit again, because we have, I think, a fairly new audience. So, Jason, do you want to tell everyone who who the heck is Jason Toro? What are you doing wow. here? Why are you here?
1: Because we talked about this. He asked me to do this with you.
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so getting that <laughs> out of the way,
1: um, I'm just a guy that plays a lot of card games all the time. Um, uh, my background in trading card games is, let's see. Oh, I'm almost at it like oh my gosh thinking about that hurts Well, i've been playing charge i know. Uh, train card games yeah, for almost 25 years now
0: yeah um, with, <laughs> when i do that too, i'm like oh my yeah, god it's like oh am man. i doing? And it's like you know with the lighting like, a lot of my gray doesn't
1: show but i really have a ton now like you'll be surprised by the time you see me at gen con this year you're gonna be like wow you were <laughs> Can't just wait. rotting you're rotting in front of me it's kind of insane but, you're gonna um,
0: it's gonna be like when palpatine in revenge of the sith got hit hit back with his lightning it's oh, gonna absolutely. be yeah 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 <laughs>
1: Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, But no, my trading card game background is for about 25 years now. Um, Mostly like everybody and their mother started with Magic at the Gathering and then came through from a whole bunch of other different games. And now winding up here and then um, how I've come across and and joined main deck and and Dan is through our time uh, with another card game many moons ago uh, when we judged uh, Dragon Ball Z about 135 years ago, it feels like now. And Mm -hmm. I was just some random guy in Florida that flew up to north dakota to help out at uh one of the regional events there and i was like where is this even on a map it's the first time i think i saw a horse in real life (laughs) like like no lie i'm dead serious like you laugh but i'm I'm completely serious down in florida we have horses they're just not where i live i'm on the west coast of florida where we're like it's just old people um just everywhere it's just wall-to-wall old people in retirement homes and and beaches it's great you don't get to see much wildlife outside of gators you know um, so yeah, met, 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 what that was 2016, probably yep.
0: right, right around there.
1: Yep. And yeah. And from there, uh, Dan and I became really good friends. I'd like to think, you know, I guess, and, uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're good and, friends. <laughs> oh, good. So now, okay, good. We are. And yeah, so, um, I, 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 hope to bring in these conversations that we'll have, uh, every few weeks, um, a unique perspective of somebody who lives in the lawless land of Florida, um, you know, things are a lot different down here. If you're from Florida and you're listening to us or watching us uh, today, um, I'm sorry. Uh, but thank you for watching us. Uh, but yeah, I'm really excited to bring a, a kind of fun perspective. And uh, uh, most importantly, I think I'm really excited to talk about something that's a ton of fun, that's super exciting for um for the fandom around it to rally around and really just to converse with somebody who I really trust and appreciate to have these conversations with. And I think we're just going to have a lot of fun if if I'm allowed.
0: (laughs) If you're allowed to think that, or if you're allowed to have fun, because those are two different answers.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. Okay. Both. Perfect. So, so, so tell everybody about Dan, Dan green. Who is Dan green? What is Dan green?
0: Well, yeah, the, so the, you know, I mean, obviously a lot of people out there will already know that I'm, I'm the, the face and the, the creator of, of main deck and everything that we're, we're building here. We're a community built around a a love of TCGs, a passion around, um, the, the community and the games themselves that TCGs create, um, And in particular, what we focus on in main deck are, we, we tend to focus on, like, it's not that we haven't covered other games, like the bigger games. We tend to focus on the games that are not magic Yu-Gi-Oh Pokemon. We, we tend to, we tend to skip those to some degree. I mean, they're part of the fabric of the TCG world. It's like, you can't not talk about them sometimes. Um, and I have played all three of them at multiple times at different points in my life. Um. But what I found through all of my experience, again, like you, I have I have a, a good over 25 years of experience playing TCGs at this point, or actually we're just, maybe just hitting 25 now. I think we're just about the same. My, um, my very first TCG, my very first TCG I played was, uh, instead of a TCG, it was a CCG. It was a customizable card game that many, I hope, uh, of our audience will know, the Star Wars customizable card game by Decipher. Um, and... Just by knowing that about me, I'm sure it's quite easy to understand why I'm here because I have been waiting for the return of a true Star Wars CCG for uh, boy, what decades, I guess, like, or a decade, at least a decade. Um, having played the Wizard CCG Young Jedi classic, good old Young Jedi, I did not play Jedi Knights, that was that looked weird. That CGI was very bad. In that game. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you remember that one, but it's the one where it's the one where they were really trying hard. It was like, it was like the, it was the CCG where the art was all like the art that you show your mom when you're four. And she's like, Oh honey, that's so good. We're going to put it on the fridge. It was like yeah, all the art. The all of, the, it was like the CGI version of that. art. Yeah.
1: yeah. Old, oh yeah. <laughs> you did great. And then the dog ate it and they're just like, Oh, well you like, that's a good try, honey. <laughs>
0: oh the the dog ate it, meaning that they got tired of looking at it and threw it in the trash can exactly. <laughs> yeah um, yeah, the, that was it was the CGI version of that. It's, I mean, like honestly, like at the time it was cutting edge, but man, it was it's not good. anyway, um, I played the Wizards of the coast TCG, not a huge amount, but some. I played the Star Wars miniatures game, uh, Wizard of the Coast one, also, um, I did not play the Star Wars. Um what was it called the MMO the MMO had a TCG Star Wars I'm totally blanking on its name now Man, I don't they know really how deep to
1: eat with that I didn't even know that
0: Yeah there was a TCG built specifically for um it's star... it started with a G or something not the old republic but the the previous one it was it's just called right. Star Wars it's called Star Wars Galaxies I'm so stupid it was just called Star Wars Galaxies Anyway that had a TCG I didn't play that one Um but I did play Destiny I did play the LCG um i you know i've just i've been in the star wars game space for forever and in the past few years especially as main deck was growing and i'm thinking like man i love i love making content i love tcgs i would just i would give anything right now to have them come out with well i kept saying like to remake the star wars ccg but honestly i this for subject for another podcast but i don't even think that's a good idea because of how tcg game design has changed and evolved over the years But anyway. FFG announced Star Wars Unlimited, and I was like, you you got me. Fine, whatever. Like, I don't care what else is happening. I am I have to. I am a Star Wars fan, super fanatic since I was young. I always tell everyone people are like, You haven't seen Highlander, you haven't seen, I don't know, name any movie from you know the past. And it was and I would tell people it's because I spent my entire youth just rewatching the original trilogy. <laughs> so um <laughs> Very long-winded explanation, but that's who I am. I'm a massive Star Wars fan. I'm a massive TCG fan. I love supporting smaller games, and I mean, like, I guess, like games that aren't magic. But I think Star Wars Limited has the potential to to be in that upper echelon of games, along with some of the other some other TCGs right now that are that are like they're sort of. There's, I think we're getting the stable of like racehorse TCGs. They're all kind of getting to this to that starting line, and it's going to be fascinating to see between like. Flesh and Blood, One Piece, Star Wars Unlimited, Lorcana, like which TCGs can really like push yeah. ahead and kind of join the ranks up there and 2024 is
1: going to be absolutely insane for that honestly I really yeah. am kind of excited for that whole melting pot and see what happens there because there's so many like you said there's so many TCGs on the cusp and then like you said Star Wars Unlimited is coming along and the way it feels like it's going it can definitely just be right there with them and hopefully blow it out of the water out the gate and that's what we're hoping we're going for with our marketing talk. I'm hoping that they get that right off the launch pad. They, they don't stumble at the block. So I'm really excited for all that.
0: Yes. And I think that's actually a wonderful transition. I think I think we definitely should get to actually hitting the meat of our conversation there. Um, and I'm sure people will start to really get to know the two of us across all these episodes. So I do hope all you folks listening out there do stick with us and uh, and start to kind of become our become our little podcast friends and leave in the comments you know what you think and and talk to us we love we love chatting about our subject. i mean if you're doing a podcast i always say this if you're doing a podcast it's because you love talking so i i would oh, love yeah. to talk to you in the comments too so go ahead and let yeah, us know i before can't me, shut up yeah exactly me either <laughs> um before we jump into that uh the thing i do in all of our main deck podcast family podcasts i, I love to really make that long too um I, I because we don't have any official like podcast sponsors. Uh, I have a little section here where I just like to jump in and remind people how they can support main deck if they do feel like they want to support Main. Deck. if they're like, I really like listening to that. How can I help these guys know it and how can I help them grow? There are two really great things you can do to help us out if you feel like it. Number one, whether you're listening to us on YouTube or Spotify or iTunes, you can do something to help. If you're on YouTube, feel free to leave a like. Comment on the video what you think about the topic or uh, what you think about my sweater for the day or whatever you want to. You can go ahead and drop anything down there. And, of course, subscribe to the channel if you do want to catch more Star Wars Unlimited po- uh, podcasts, Star Wars Unlimited content, and content for other TCGs. Um, and if you're on on like iTunes or Spotify, leaving a five-star rating, that's always a nice way to, to let us know that you do like what we're doing and help us get discovered. So really appreciate all of that. The other thing you can do to support us actually a little more directly monetarily without spending a dime yourself is we are going to have a TCG player affiliate link down in either the description or the show notes wherever you're watching this, where you can click on that link. It'll bring you to TCG player, but a special hyperspace lane that gets you to TCG player through our affiliate platform so that any purchase you make on TCG player using that link will get a kickback, but you don't have to pay anything extra which is like the coolest deal in the world because TCG player already offers basically the, like the, the market price. It's the market standard price for everything. So you're already going to get what is effectively the best deal you can get for cards, but then you're also going to support the channel. And obviously stars Unlimited is going to be on TCG player when it launches. So make sure to check your singles out there. You can also type bit.ly slash shop TCGs into your address bar. That's bit.ly slash shop TCGs. That works too. So, with all that said, that's that's all. that's all. I'm done with the plug. That's all I got. Um, Jason, lead us in. What are we? How are we going to approach the topic of of marketing in Star Wars Unlimited? So
1: that's that's a really good question, and um, I've been thinking about this all day. As we kind of you know, like in the 23rd hour, you know, kind of figured out what we're going to talk about today. You know, it, it is the holiday season, and it's on the forefront of everybody's mind. You see advertisements and everything everywhere, and um, I think what I would like to start with the marketing is what have they done so far to kind of get it out there. We know they've been on a bit of a con circuit, you know, they've been at, I keep seeing posts about every con on the planet or where they were then. Um, And just, it's been really nice to kind of see that they're immediately hitting the ground running from kind of like Gen Con forward. If if, if I would like to be really honest Um, and it's just kind of been everywhere, which has been nice to see. I think, And and I'll kind of send this to you, but at least for me, that's been a very good start to to not just go, okay, let's dump the demo decks on LGS like I've had. I've seen other games do to really just, okay, let's get out there, even at a rudimentary level. What Gen was in August, so we don't even see the game till March. So to even get it out that early into people's hand, I thought that was really good as to kind of put a really nice um, good faith foot forward um, by Fantasy Flight. And um, I think that's been a really good start. And I don't know what your thoughts on that, especially with how aggressive they've tackled that concept, uh, where your thoughts are on that.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, that is the thing that I've been pointing out to everyone about this game. And I think you brought up in particular, a really interesting contrast that I would love to talk about, just given our, given our, our sort of breadth of TCG experience. So like, one thing I'm really used to seeing when a new TCG launches, and the reason I'm used to seeing this is because Bandai does not stop putting out new TCGs. They literally, by the way, right before <laughs> we started recording this, they announced Union Arena is coming to the West now too. It's like, guys, can you like can you like, cool it like a they little can bit? They could really but, calm down,
1: but they're fine. Yeah. They may finally get my money, but they could really calm down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so one thing Bandai does is every time they launch a new TCG, they they do this thing where it's like, Sign up and we'll ship you some demo decks. Okay. Which I always thought was like pretty cool. Um it's cool of them just to like I mean, like the expense is like crazy for just like shipping decks. Like, like as someone who ships a lot of stuff for like our leagues and everything, prizes all the time. Like, I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> but no, of course. Um, but I I I guess when I when I think about comparing that route to comparing Fantasy Flight's like as you said extremely aggressive con schedule, I I have not seen a even like on the outskirts of major con anywhere that hasn't been like oh and by the way Fantasy Flight will be there with Star Wars Unlimited demos. Um, what I really like about Fantasy Flight's approach in contrast is that it's making the demo it's making the demo of the game itself the actual event rather than it being a means of getting a product early. Right. And with the aggressive approach, it's not unreasonable that a like a lot of gamers will be able to find one of like, there's plenty of gamers who just don't have the opportunity. Don't have the ability. Don't have, you know, for some reason or other, they can't get to a con. Um, which is fine. Also, you should try to, if you're able to at all, if you have the ability to get to a con, a major con like Gen Con or something, always recommend. It's like such an experience. But, um, but for the the people that are able to get to those, which is, I, I mean, as we know, like a, a good amount of people, they're able to go to this event and sit down with a knowledgeable staff member who walks them through everything basically like helps ensure that there's a good experience. My anecdotal evidence, not to go on too long before I pass it back to you, but my anecdotal evidence for this is that when Bandai did Battle Spirits and they shipped out Battle Spirits demo decks, I talked to one of our local players who um, who got the demo decks. I was like, oh yeah, what'd you think of the game? He said, I didn't like it. I didn't think it was very good. And I said, oh, you know, like why? Because I, I thought, I think Battle Spirits is a decent game. but So I was like, well, wh- you know, why do you think it's bad? And he said, well... I just, it didn't feel like you did anything. You just, you just attack with everything and then they die. And, or they attack you and they die. of so like, and I was like, oh, you weren't, you weren't like blocking. You weren't like, you didn't want to like <laughs> <Yeah>. not die. <laughs> and like, <laughs> just to be, to be fair, to be fair. So the, the, this guy I'm talking to named Spencer, one of the, one of the greatest dudes that are locals. He runs a lot of our local band. I get runs Digimon and everything. He's a, he's a, he's a good, he's a solid player. He's a great guy, but what happened was he was sent a demo and it was just, and they just said, figure it out, have fun, figure it out. And he stumbled upon a way to play the game, which is suboptimal uh, and leads to a very poor experience. And every TCG tends to have some tendency to be able to do that in a, to play the game poorly. Like, that's just like part of, part of having skill in the game is like the 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 necessary part of having a game where you there's a range of like good plays to great plays is that there also is necessarily a bunch of plays that are really bad and you can make too yeah Um, that's
1: that's all that's all i do for everybody's knowledge so if you want game like advice or anything (laughs) like don't ask me don't ask me i'm the guy who didn't block i'm 100 the guy didn't block. i'm like oh yeah there we go no
0: yeah yeah but like I love that when you're just kind of saying, well, if you want to try the game, come, come try it with us. Then you're, you're basically opening it up. You're, you're making it so that you're going to help people have a good experience every time they, they get there and they try the game. And that is, it's like, basically we're, it's an aim for quality over quantity is like, if we're going to really just distill it. And, and I think that's a, I think that's a, that's an approach, which an approach with a lot of merit as much as I'd like to be holding a bunch of Star Wars demo decks in my hands right now. Um, as we said right away, it's like word of mouth is such a good thing. And like the Gen Con word of mouth, Jason, you were there. Like the game, the game was for a lot of people, I think way under the radar, but it was like, it was like electric at Gen Con. It was everyone's was like, Oh, did you try Star Wars Unlimited yet? Did you, did you get to try the demo yet? Did you go over there and play it? Like that was cool.
1: Yeah. And, and to that end and, and not to, Aggress too much, but I got that same demo deck from Battle Spirits. So it literally was two demo decks in a big envelope, and that was it. And I was like, "Sick, cool." At least they look yeah. cool. I have I have Mancala beads. You remember that game? But um, yeah. <laughs> but um, the, the the biggest takeaway from that for me, and while I agree with everything, there was one downside to the whole experience of that, and it was the very demo experience. Depending on who was teaching you the game, now. Mm-hmm. The human element always has to rear its ugly head in everything we do. Um, But since I played it about 635 times, there were a couple times where you went up and the person who was teaching you simply did not know some or even most of the rules, which is okay. For a lot of those people, they probably got there that weekend on probably Wednesday as part of like the staff meetings and and learned how to play (laughs) for some of those people who volunteered and signed up. So um, there was that. But you're exactly right. When I came back home and I had my promos to bring back to all my friends and, and, you know, talk to talk about it with them, outside of everybody being like, wow, Star Wars is, is going to be putting out a TCG, I was so excited to talk about it. And while I didn't have the demo decks in hand, because I was able to sit there and do it in an environment where people were so excited to play it versus them coming to my house, which which I do think if, if they were to do demo decks, those should be going to the LGSs within the next month or two, in my opinion. This is now we're in that full court press where now you get it to the LGSs that maybe order the fantasy fight products for other games and get it into the stores. So now you start playing. I think that's where a good where a good next step, not to kind of jump ahead, would be. But um, just playing it myself with people who had just experienced it for the first time in a room of people experiencing it for the very first time, I couldn't describe it. Um, not to give away the goose. But I'm not nearly as Star Wars versed as Dan or even a lot of other people are. But afterwards I became so excited and have started to engross myself in it simply because I had so much fun playing a game that appeals to me. Um because me, when I was growing up, um, we didn't do a bunch of the Star Wars around my house. Um, it was all horror films. It was a broken home kind of thing. But it's okay. But <laughs> no, no. Oh, no. it's okay. No, it's okay. I'm just I'm just partially kidding. But yeah, so like kind of like what you said. The aggressive con circuit thing was great, but I think the biggest takeaway was being in a room of hundreds of people, checking it out for the first time, and then bringing it to a place with like-minded individuals in a card space. They didn't just bring it to a place where it was, let's say, a just a trading card game event or a Star Wars event. It was people from both sides of the coin and Gen Con all around, you know, for everything, but it, it brings all sides of the coin together. And you had people who have never played a trading card game in their life sitting down to check it out. And they're like, oh, oh my gosh, this is awesome. And then on the other side, you have people who've never really kept track of Star Wars in their life playing a really sick game. So I think that was, I think that's probably something they've nailed, knocked out of the park, right out the gate for me, was taking it at a level at the cons and stuff like that and just going, okay, this is how we're going to roll it out.
0: Now, I, I want to just jump in because uh, you, yeah, you were absolutely right when you mentioned like at Gen Con, the staff was uneven. I, I'd say yeah. like, Pretty charitably, they they were uneven in their ability to to really teach the game, like to, to the point where like it was fairly funny when I went up for the demo. You know, I I went there and I was like, the person starts teaching me and I actually like I corrected a couple things, and he was like, oh, you know more than me, and I was like, yeah, I I actually made the how to play video <laughs> that just came out like a couple days ago. So, um, and uh, and you know, like not trying to like be a a dick or anything, It was like, I was letting him do his thing like go ahead and like go ahead and teach and everything but you know i'd also wanted to play it correctly (laughs) so i had to like uh answer a a couple things but i think the big thing about a gen con it was like that was the very first like my video had just come out two days ago like my video launched the day that rules came out it was right there thanks to fantasy flight you know giving me a little bit of a heads up and, and helping me out a little bit which was which is like super incredible of them um because I think we put out a really wonderful video that I think has helped a lot of people understand the rules of the game better, um, and and get into the game. I get a lot of good comments, people saying, "Oh, this looks really awesome." I want to, and I get a few funny comments that like, "They should have kept Destiny." Like, well, you know, they couldn't. But <laughs> yeah, roll the dice <laughs> on that one. Yeah, <laughs> but regardless, you know, like I I haven't been to any events since then. With the Star Wars Limited demos, I so I can't say as to whether or not they've improved, but I have to imagine like a large chunk of that was like literally just like the asthma day North America staff like had no time to learn the game before it came out. It just happened. And like yeah. a, a week later they were at Gen Con.
1: And they probably watched your ultimate how-to-play video. <laughs> to learn it all. Because that's what I did. got it so wrong before, Yeah, they got it wrong. And they're just like, man, <laughs> we're never gonna get this right. And then they all <laughs> left nasty comments and everything was terrible.
0: So yeah, that's probably that's probably exactly right.
1: That that's probably exactly what happened. So I guess so we've talked about how Gencon and how the con circuits worked out. Um why don't we, you know what, why don't we talk about how they've d- tackled social media and Twitter with kind of like this? semi spoiler mm. season we're in right now as cards keep, you know, trickling through and content keeps coming through. Um, how do you feel about how they've approached, like, let's say Twitter, Facebook, social media, how's everything looking on that in your opinion? Cause I have some thoughts.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, so <clears throat> I've been, I guess overall I've been, I've thought things have been done fairly decently. Um, I think some things they've I think some social media posts have, have been more effective than others. Um, I think right away they began with a bunch of art reveals and like art reveals are cool. But like in every TCG, it's this like you, art reveals are like yeah, fine. Like they certainly you know, were
1: polarizing. Get... There were some some some, some there were they're very there were very interesting opinions about art without really digging into that too much. But yeah, you're, you can go ahead with that. I just really had to interject.
0: Well, this that's, a, I mean, that's a. I mean, that's a. That's a good point because like the the art is a very particular style in Star Wars Unlimited, um, at least so far on Spark of Rebellion. It's something that can always be a you know like they can over time it can be a moving target. They can just kind of like keep adjusting and and trying to find exactly what kind of tone and style they want to set. Um, but yeah, one of the biggest things, and again, as someone who's had some videos out for Star Wars Unlimited like since the day it was announced effectively, I've had videos out there. So I've, I've seen my share, fair share of like public opinion, even on direct comments to my videos. And yeah, it's some people do not like it. Some people don't. And, and that's totally, that's totally fine. It's, you know, not everything's going to appeal to everyone. Um, and some art pieces, like one of the big ones, is the Han Han leader is like, is, uh, for some people, like I've seen some people saying like, it's the, it's the best single best piece of art. It's got so much character. It's exactly Han. I love it. And I've seen other people saying it looks so unrealistic. It looks like a, it looks like a, a cartoony, super over the top. Like, I don't like that. So effectively, what we have is the last Jedi of Star Wars Unlimited cards. Um, and you can decide which camp you fall into Yeah, <laughs> on you know, that
1: one. And, and, and coming from, and for, we'll probably touch on this at a later point because I can't help but talk about it. my main game is Final Fantasy trading card game. I'll play it till it's in the dirt and I'll continue to play We range from beautiful art by uh, Yoshitaka Amano to Final Fantasy 11.jpeg. Like they're so bad, dude. <laughs> they're, they're so, so bad. bad. So like for me, this is a breath of fresh air. But um, I always, I, I had to jump on that point about the art, not to dig too much of a tangent, because to me, it cracked me up. I'm like, listen, buddy, we get a set where it goes from one spectrum to the other, and you have to play those really bad looking cards because they're they're insane. Final Fantasy XI's probably got someone with crazier cards in the trading card game because, of course, it does. So uh it's just. I I didn't mean to segue from that, but it's so funny when you said it started with the art reveals, I had to mention that it was so polarizing, which is good. It's got people talking about it, which is important.
0: Yeah, There is an element of, of, you know, no publicity is bad publicity (laughs) to that too, which is like, it's just anything. That's how, that's how social media works these days. Anything that just gets comments, uh, viewers, anything that gets comments tends to get seen more. (laughs) Anything (laughs) you want to
1: talk about. And tight yeah. on the internet, right down there. In a, no, in,
0: um, in a, uh, anyway, uh, but you know, so like, that's not a bad thing. It's it's kind of that. It, so that is kind of good. But just from the perspective of someone who was like trying to, I wanted to start, I wanted to start making content. I wanted to start showing things to people. I want to start talking to people about the game. And it was really hard to make content. It's getting a lot, a lot easier now, but it was really hard to make content for a while. When it was like, all right, this week in Star Wars Unlimited we've confirmed there is a Greedo and that like, and that's literally, <laughs> that's it. That's the content. Thanks you for know? watching everybody.
1: Have, have a great night. Tip your yeah, comment on below way who
0: your favorite Greedo is. Like, I, okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, it's, it's yeah. It's like that stuff wasn't super exciting, but what they've, what they've started to move to and what they've done, some of the things they've done, have been really good. I think like really, really good social media posting. The things that stand out to me are the, like for a while they did, I mean, actually the live streams. I have to, I have to talk about the live streams. They do fantasy flights. Live streams have for me have set the bar for what I expect. And I'm someone who follows a lot of TCGs and watches a lot of TCG live streams. And, and fantasy flight has these really good, um, they've had a couple that were like, actually like they were, that was kind of fast and terse and they didn't really answer a lot of questions and they just kind of like zipped through it. Like, but I think they were like, they were like in the middle of con season. They were like, we, we have like 20 minutes to do this guys, <laughs> like whatever. But like um, some of these have been like long answering tons of viewer questions, super, super transparent, just like, like straight up, like talking about anything they could, they make sure to put spoilers in every single mm-hmm. video, no matter what they're covering. Um, and, and like, it's really felt like I've, you know, like I actually know who these developers are and and I know what they like. Like, I know who Tyler is. I, you know, I know who Jeremy is. I know, like, I know what they like. I know that I know Jeremy's favorite Star Wars movie is episode six. Right. Um, and I, I know that Tyler, every single he gets so excited about streaming that he wears clothes to match whatever aspect they're talking about in every single stream. He does, oh. you know, like I and. I think that's so cool. And has really sort of engaged me and endeared me to the developers of the game. And it's really, that's by, I think the best thing they've done.
1: Yeah. And you you nailed it on that engagement. The fact that they're taking the time to talk to people and comment in those streams, and really they could just barrel through it all, go through slide by slide, show that what they're going to talk about, say what they're going to say, have a great night. You know, they're, they're engaging with people answering all these questions, even questions like somebody like myself, is like, what is a Jedi sent? You know, stuff like that. I know what that is. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm talking about. But, you know, it, it, you make a really good point in that the engagement from those streams have been huge. And I you they've really set a bar, especially from other card games. And you're right, it's a con season, it's holiday season, everything else. But even outside of that, none of these TCGs are really touching it outside of, you know, I would say magic. Magic has their own thing in Pokemon, but Pokemon doesn't do anything like that. They usually spoil all their cards during their big events or just because Japan's got sets ahead, we already know what's coming, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and like in addition, you know, as far as engagement's concerned, in addition to those live streams, the other thing that they did, um, oh just real quick, shout out to, to the live streams where they were revealing the um the legendaries that were that are named after each aspect they that all they all have four abilities and you choose two of them those are the yeah. most fun ones because they started a game where they had the community just guess what the abilities are and as we guess them they would reveal them on the card like that kind of stuff was like that was, was, hype. was yeah super super fun they're all they're all phenomenal cards too by the way i love those cards but in addition to those they did a series of posts on facebook twitter instagram that are um they were the, they were say, okay, this, this month we're revealing command cards and everybody just got to vote for, did they want to see a base unit um, upgrade or event first? And I liked that kind of stuff because it was like exciting to, you know, we've got four new reveals to show you. So you're already like, oh man, I cannot wait to see the base for command. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so cool. I bet it is really good too. Um, And you got to go and vote for what you wanted to see. And that got like people engaging and gets and again, like just building that sort of, I think a lot of people consider advertising for a TCG to be strictly, they have to push out ads on, on YouTube, on Facebook, whatever they have to, they have to, they have to pay to get ads shown and and that's it. Um, and while that is a, that is a component and that is an important component that alone is not going to do it. That alone is going to give you battle spirit saga. Um, that, I mean, like I can I had so many battle spirits ads last year at this time, like a constant, ad, like every YouTube video I watched, I got a battle spirit saga ad. Um, and that game has a player base, but it's not a super strong one. Um, and I, what I didn't see was like, I mean, okay, look, if we're going to compare Battle Spirit Saga's advertising, like Battle Spirit Saga had Avril Lavigne. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to call, I, I didn't want to say anything, but I still remember when that dropped. Like, I was like, what kind of world is this? Yes. I was like, is this real? And, and lo and yeah. behold, it was. And I think the lesson to be learned from them, and, and not to disparage it, because I think the game's great. I actually have a lot of fun playing it. Um, you can't just throw a lot of money as prizes at something and expect people to just come out and do it. You have all that money and, to give away, but there's nothing behind it. It feels hollow.
0: Yeah. And not just the cuz That's the thing. Battlespring Saga, they they came out, they're like million dollar circuit. Like you got to play our game because there's a million dollars you can win, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, actually historically has has never made a game sustain long term as the as the, like never like the, the the first time this happened and I'm going to put on my like real old TCD player hat. But the first time this really happened was Versus System, the original yeah. Versus System, which came out and announced if you want to play a game, a, if you want to play a serious game, you got to play Versus System. Million dollars on the line, which I think at the time, I'm not 100%. I think it beat Magic that year as far as like the amount they were offering it. Cause I was the, I think that was the big thing. Like all the, this is when we got our news through TCG magazines. All the TCG mags were like, you got to check out, I mean, they're paid to too, but there you got to check out Versus System because million dollar prize pool. Um, and Versus System had a strong start and then failed to maintain anything and then just fell in the dumpster until it was revived as the expandable card game later on. Um, and we see that happening again and again and again, even recently with Battle Spirit Saga. You know, like I was going to say, it's it's not just throwing money at the at OP is not, I think money, actually, I think cash and OP is important, but yes. making it your primary advertising is not good. Also, just throwing money at random influence, like not even influence, like random musicians yeah. like Avril yeah. Lavigne and stuff is like it's fun to meme about. But like the way that you get a lot of engagement today is going to involve some amount of doing things like that. Some amount of cash prizes. It's going to have some amount of like of influencer deals, like getting people to talk about it because you need, you want to get people to talk about it. And sometimes you need to broach the market in different ways. Right. But the big thing is you want to have a game that people want to engage with. You, you want to have, you want to get people engaging with your game in different ways. And a lot of that is that aspect of just getting on social media and and getting people to talk. And that's where that's where Fantasy Flight has focused so far. That's they've been the, basically the only thing they do to the point where people are complaining. I've already seen on, on like the Facebook community everything, people complaining that they're not marketing. But it they are, but like they are. <laughs> All of this is marketing.
1: Right. And, and and they are, but I do think there's a point too that a lot of those people, like we said, probably haven't been to a con this year maybe not are all over different forms of social media. Maybe they don't tune into YouTube or, or anything like that. And maybe they're missing that part of that, which I think will lead to kind of, I, I think, I, I don't want to jump ahead, but I think I think we've kind of pounded it out. Social yeah. media has been engaging and to a fault, um, been exciting to talk to people about new things. While I guess I think some things were hit and miss, like the art reveals, that wasn't for me. Um, I had a, a close friend of mine who was really excited for it. He's like, oh, do you see this? I'm like, yeah, cool, it's a picture. But to me, I want to know what the card does. That's that's yeah. me. But I, I think to the next point is is I think what they need to go to next, and 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 I think that's where people are kind of complaining is that there's nothing in the LGSs about it. Um, and to speak anecdotally, um, my main LGS down here in uh, Florida that I go to every week, um, I had to tell them when the game was coming out, which is okay. Like they don't normally carry fantasy flight products. They carry. Um, they finally started carrying stuff because uh, we've been playing Marvel Champions. Like that's been our big thing lately. Like, Oh my God, we play once a week and just losing our minds playing that game through asthma day, all that. Anyway, now they have a pipeline for all that stuff. Um, so we told them about that and I'm like, okay, so it's December. And w- I, I, I think what I'm trying to say is when does fantasy flight cross the buzz that the game is coming out to solicitations to stores for not even organized play. I think this is like, at least in my opinion, uh, I'm only one person is this is the part where we would start looking at getting demo decks to store. So gar- start getting solicitation. Uh, even the posters, a little poster here and there, standy standee here and there stuff to get it into the stores. Cause I do think some of these people posting on Facebook or other social media don't aren't as wired in. And maybe you're just like, they saw like, Oh, I'll keep track of it. My local game store doesn't know anything about it. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, is where does the gap get bridged from this con blitz to social media to really just kind of to really just kind of getting it from the web to inside the store where people play and the people who may not be as wired in to start seeing it in the stores. Because again, if we have a release date of March, we are three months out now. And even for standard games that are playing right now, the next set for another, uh, usually most sets have like a three, four month cadence of a release cycle solicitations and things start coming down for that.
0: Yeah. That, <clears throat> that is actually, I mean, that's, that's a really important point to make because, well, I, I agree. Totally. They, I think, I think what they've done so far is correct. Like, I don't, I'm sure they could have like put a bunch of money into, you know, getting Avril Lavigne to <laughs> say, I love the star Wars Unlimited <laughs> game" or whatever. Um, they, yeah. But you know, they could have YouTube ads, they could have all that stuff. And I think, you know, to, to, to one end, there's a, there's a time and place for that kind of stuff. And I'm not certain the Battle Spirits ads in December last year helped with their March release or April release or whatever that much. Right. Um, as much as they would have in February or something, you know. But um I agree completely with you though, that the the big thing they need to do right now is transition to the LGS. Um, and I want to be clear too. I don't know. I don't read their minds. I don't have, I don't have people calling me from fancy flight saying, here's what we're doing next. So I have no idea this for all we know, we could put this out. And that very day, there's going to be like a blast of solicits to every mm-hmm. LGS in the country. And so, it's, and it's but, because we said so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we manifest because, it. yeah. We
1: manifested, you know, we <laughs> said,
0: so. yeah. Um, but one thing that strikes me is just, you know, when I look at games that have succeeded, actually at getting this at at getting themselves marketed appropriately um i one of the games i think of is flesh and blood um which is a game that uh, i mean a game that game had everything against it from the very start like literally like that game's almost a miracle that it is is doing as well as it is because that game started out as a game a, a novel ip a game based on a very specific idea which is effectively nobody supports competitive TCGs the way we like it anymore because magic stopped doing it very well. So we're going to do it. And also it's going to be like, they're a fight each other. A couple people fight each other, punch till the death or something. Yeah, right. So that was, that was yeah, with sword. Yeah. Sword, sword to the death and stuff. So um, that was their idea. And then what they did, I, and at the time, actually, so I'm, I'm fairly close with, with actually both of our local main local LGSs. Um, and I was in one LGS like in the back just chatting with uh, with my former boss um, shout out to Rich who's been on some other Star Wars podcasts too um and I was like, hey what's that and he's like oh that's that's this thing that came in from these guys with the card game called flesh and blood and I was like I re- actually I mocked it at the time honestly st- I'll be straight up I'll be straight up completely honest I thought it was like flesh and blood like who wants like first of all that sounds gross like I don't want to play that game um and second, like, I can't believe they really think they're just gonna be able to get their little TCG off the ground just by like effectively cold calling LGSs. They because <laughs> what they did was they just mailed, they just mailed out to everyone, every LGS they could find. They're like, here's our game. If you want some stuff, we'll send it to you. This is here's our pitch. Like, check it out. Um and there a lot of people ignored it. A lot of people were like me and thought this is dumb. And a lot of people picked it up. Uh, a bunch of people also picked it up. Not a, not a lot right away. It was pretty small right away. Um, but a bunch of people picked it up from that. And then COVID hit. And then <laughs> and then they, like, had to struggle. But they got an online community going. They built it up there. And then they just started LGS outreach again once everything came back. And, like, Flesh and Blood never had YouTube ads that I ever saw. I never had anything like that. I don't think they had the budget for it. Like, for what I actually, from what I understand, James White, the dude, like, had a Yu-Gi-Oh shop in uh, New Zealand or Australia or whichever one I can't remember now, um, and basically sold his inventory and was like, "I'm making a card game. Sell, sell! Li- literally everything I I have here. I'm just going to sell out. I'm going to turn this into making a card game. It's going to be the best card game ever." Um, and like, dude, succeeded. Like he 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 actually made a card game successful. He's he's. Uh, I haven't ever gotten to meet the guy. I haven't played a lot of Flesh and Blood, uh, but. It's you know it's it's just really cool. Um, I think he's he seems like a good guy who who had a dream and did a good job. But the point is, his marketing was purely like LGS word of mouth, um, etc. Uh, and that's just a testament to how effective that rung of the marketing ladder is for TCGs. To the point where, if Fantasy Flights, if if Fantasy Flight never puts out a YouTube ad for Stars Limited, I actually don't think that's that important. Um I think that's not a big deal. I think it'd be nice, but I don't think it's a big deal and I don't know what the like conversion rate is. I don't know if it's like worth it compared to if they can start actually getting LGSs to get on board um and and know about the game and try the game out. In and actually I don't think I think you're right. I don't think it should have been done yet. But I think it's about time. Like it's yeah. it's 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 about damn time that they start getting some LGSs to get some cards in their hand and and just get interested, at least know anything about the game. So when people come and talk to them, be like, Oh yeah, I know that, you know, that we can get that through here. It comes out this date. Um, and I think that'll be really, really key for getting things going.
1: They can, they can tell everybody that there's a Greedo card, you know, and what's their favorite, you know, stuff like that. (laughs) There's a Greedo. Guys, guys, there's a Greedo. Guys, You no, you're exactly right. And I think we're in a unique situation with, um, Star Wars Unlimited. Um, you bring up flesh and blood, which is an excellent point. It was pushed by the LGS and somehow lightning in a bottle because that's where the crux of these people are coming from. We're in a unique situation because we're talking about an IP that is so massive worldwide notoriety. So you got to butter both sides of your bread, like on this situation. Mm. I mean, I guess not both sides of your bread, both sides of your sandwich because you butter both sides of your bread. You can't pick up the bread now it has butter on both sides. If you butter that both sides of the, the
0: sandwich, bread. it's the same thing, Jason. No. Have you never made a sandwich a, before?
1: No. Yes, I've made a sandwich before. There's the outside of your bread, and then there's two, you know, the inside of the two slices of bread, and then you have the outer slices, the outside of the bread. Picture, if you will, Okay, a slice so you're of saying bread.
0: Bo- butter both. both. I mean, like you do butter both sides the, if you're going like to make a grilled and cheese here's sandwich. Butter.
1: Not here. Yeah, but I'm talking about a regular sandwich. I didn't say a grilled okay. cheese sandwich. But no, <laughs> <laughs> you got to butter both sides of your bread take that as you will um you got to placate to the audience at large your youtube your twitters your instagram your influencers etc cetera, etc cetera. we could sit here and talk about it all we want but the people that are going to play the game are going to your local game stores are going to pick this game up and want to play with people in a store and they're going to go to places that they know and it's going to be obviously i don't know the entire scheme it's obviously going to be in some sort of retailer somewhere you could pick it up at but it's also going to be in your store and that's who's going to have to support it and that's where the lifeblood of the game is going to be organized play is going to start at the level of your local game store so if you decide you like the game that's where they're going to be so the they need to get something rolling out to these stores like i said they didn't need to do it before i do think it was early enough in the life cycle where people can just talk about it they can go to cons make it feel a little exclusive get a buzz going i think we're past that period of buzz and now we need to get to that period of okay it's game time. You know, we're about to, we're going to launch this in a couple of months We're holiday season just about to wrap up. We're going to get into kind of this retail dead zone. So what a perfect time to get this in the local yeah. game store, uh, kind of a holiday hangover, get it, get people excited, ready to come purchase it in March and just dive right in that way.
0: And that's like, actually from a retailer perspective, that is a really, really important point to make. That's something, a perspective that not a lot of like players, consumers really think sure. about too much but from the retail perspective when as a retailer i want you to be pre-ordering this product yes. right after the holidays i want you to be doing it in january and february that's what like that's because those are some of the lowest sales months of the year uh like pretty much 100 of the time yeah and, um, uh, for most stores that's and i know dan has
1: worked in a local game store i have too um, I've, yes, uh, we both up have. until a few years ago, I worked part-time, even, you know, just one day a week, just to, I couldn't let it go. I, I still wanted to do it, but the I know that was, feeling. Yeah. Like, and I still, you know, want to, I still want to be in there doing all that. I still do it now. I'm doing it for free because I'm insane and I want to <laughs> help. I want to be a part of the community. Um, but I want you to take that gift card you got for Christmas. Or I want to take that, that, that extra money you might've got to pour into your passion, but why not have it here? Why not have it at the local game store? Pre-order your Star Wars Unlimited here rather than, okay, well, still nothing's come out. I don't know how to feel about it. I haven't had a chance to touch it. I've watched these videos. I've watched this. I've seen that. I've listened to this. Now it's at the point where I do think we need to start looking at either getting it to these stores to talk about it and getting it into people's hands.
0: And let me say, too, that, like I, I mentioned um I mentioned that like I don't think it's necessarily that important to have things like YouTube or whatever, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram ads or whatever. I think I think those are fine, but not that important. But where I actually do think I really, 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 really want to see Fantasy Flight getting their paws into things and getting this game shown to people is however they can do it on Disney Plus. I think that is going to be the like and and, you know, Lorcana's got a a similar situation where that's that's where they want to be too but it's especially like especially for the star wars fans because like the one thing about disney is that like i mean yeah i'm sure most disney fans have disney plus that's that seems like a given but star wars fans exclusively right now are getting star wars through disney plus that's literally the only way you're consuming your fandom that's that I mean, that's it because all the, all the shows right now release on Disney plus and they don't go anywhere else and they do not uh, release. You can't, not that anyone buys Blu-rays anymore, but you can't buy a Blu-ray of the Mandalorian season three or whatever. You, you just go stream it on Disney plus over and over again. It, it makes so much sense to put the, you when you literally like they've managed to successfully funnel an entire fandom into one streaming service like that's where the ads need to be. That's they, yeah. and, and Disney plus they like, thankfully doesn't run ads, but they do have like, they have like the, the merch store thing where they're like, Hey, you can shop here and and get some merch. I see that. Like, and that actually catches my eye sometimes. Like when, when Ahsoka was coming out, they had like, get Ahsoka's lightsabers. And like, I gotta look at those. Those look cool. I gotta go <laughs> look at those. Like, and I went, I went to their little shop thing and I looked at them. Um and, like this should say you go to the stars movies and every stars movie should have a little alert thing that says you can relive the relive the star Wars experience on your tabletop with star Wars Unlimited and her merch store or whatever. And you go there and like, if they could make something like that happen, if they can get some deal working with Lucasfilm where they can get that put in to, to Disney plus in some way that is, I think the single most effective Outside of the LGS advertising, that I think they can actually muster up right now because that's just that's your whole fan base right there,
1: yeah. And that's funny you mentioned that because I was actually going to mention that too. Um, and that was kind of like my one wish out of all of this, yeah. It's like you have an ace in the hole of unimaginable proportions, like you said, everybody's going to the same service, you know, you have all your eggs in one the proverbial basket. Um, why not? What do you have to lose? Um, it like you said. A lot of people like me. I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm not trying to click something, but you're right. All it takes is, well, you know what? Curiosity, you know, it, it's, in, it's in all of us. So if they could just, if, if I had like, like I said, a pie in the sky kind of dream, maybe exactly that. Get it on Disney Plus in some sort of way, it, and even who's to say down the line? And, and I don't want to go too far into this because really, that's I'm not, you know, I, I'm not as well versed about this stuff. What if there's like a tier under the tier that you pay for Disney Plus now that does have advertisements? Forget it. And, and, you know, everybody's trying to make a buck nowadays. Who knows that's not something that doesn't happen when prices go up eventually. Like, okay, well, yeah. now we need to make a tier. Let's throw our advertisements for our products here that were our toys and everything else that we're selling in stores.
0: Yep. Yeah. And, and like, I, it's, I know this is a complicated subject. I know. I I just want to be really clear because I yeah. think a lot of people would take this and go like, well, look, look, there's there's this 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 reason why that could never happen. I understand we're talking about we're talking about Disney, like overarching running everything. We're talking about dealing with um, like just where where ads go, what the cost is to be able to. um, This is like Fantasy Flight is licensing through Lucasfilm and Disney. And I don't and and that whole thing is probably just a murky pretzel of who's in charge of what and who allows what to happen um, and who pays for what and how does, you know, I'm like, there's just a lot of there's a lot of questions about how any of that would even work, not only just for Star Wars, Unlimited, but also for things like Lorcana and everything, even though Disney's potentially more. Actually, I'm not sure if they're more directly involved in that or not. That's a that's a whole other. Like I don't know what's going on with the the uh, the IP ownership and and the licensing in all of that, but, um, that isn't to say that, 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 that is to say that like, I know it's complicated, but like if yeah, I agree, like for a wish, that's, that's the, that is certainly my wish because I think that is, if they can make it work somehow, that's the single best way that they can start to get the word out about the game to specifically to the key demographic of non TCG players, because if they can nail the LGS component, TCG players are often either going to be informed already because they hang out on online communities and they've learned about the game through those or they go to cons or whatever, or they're at least going to go to the LGS and they'll be like, oh, look, it's on the shelf. Like, cool, that, that's it. I didn't know Star Wars had a card game. I want to check that out. Like, that, that stuff's kind of cool. LGS is going to basically, and what they're doing already, is going to basically cover gamers, right? But Disney Plus is how you... Or, or however else they can manage to do this. It's how you grow your not your your audience who don't know that they love TCGs yet. your your future TCG lovers are the ones that are there because they've never had a chance to play one. But as we know from FFGs, what's everything they said, they designed Star Wars Unlimited to be a game that non-TCG players can get into. It's It's supposed to be accessible. It's supposed to be play your favorite character, unlimited possibilities. Just learn how to play the game from this easy Luke Invader starter decks. And, you know, you can get into the TCG experience even as a first-timer through Star Wars Unlimited. But they got to find that audience to make that really pan out.
1: Yeah, pan out. And pan is the Spanish word for bread. So butter both sides of your bread.
0: Wow. Oh, you got to be kidding me jason so what, a, what a great
1: what, what, what a great way to bring it home about our conversation about the marketing <laughs> that that they have been doing and, and what we would like I can't to handle see. that one I mean, I mean what else am i here for um, what a way to bring it home about what we were talking about today about the marketing that we've seen so far and maybe a wish for how the marketing could go in the future so uh dan i think we really uh, knocked this first one out of the park how do you feel
0: yeah, I mean, I think, I think it was a, it was a home, a home one, a real, <laughs> a real, one. That, a real home a ba- one. That's
1: a baseball term for those. No, no, no. It's know. a
0: ship. The home one.
1: No, that's a baseball term. I'm playing off <laughs> of the whole, I don't know as much as you do thing.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so, got it. See, got it. Yeah, yeah, I, okay. But I kinda oh, you knew, got you where you knew were going what the going home, with. home one was. You knew where the home one was. Yeah, right? no,
1: I kind of got where you were going with it, but okay. I had to bring it back to that. You know, it's like right. the whole, you wore a different like I have stripes, you don't have stripes kind of thing. I thought we were going yeah. back to like this odd couple Ob- kind of thing. It's
0: so, kind of <laughs> like, a, yeah, an well, opposites attract, odd odd yeah. couple situation. Yeah? I, yeah. yeah, exactly just like that.
1: Um, <laughs> so outside of all that, I would really just like to take a minute to thank everybody for listening us to, or watching us today or doing a little bit of both Um, as part of the Main Deck podcast family. Uh, For Mr. Daniel Green, I'm Jason Toro. We'll be back in two weeks for episode number two about whatever the heck we decide to talk about. Um, To you and yours, have a safe holiday season, and I think we'll see you on the other side. Have a good one.
0: Bye, everyone.